left, right. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Stip Talk. Appreciate you being here. I would appreciate it even more if you took just a second and you liked or you commented. It'll help me out big time, especially with the metrics as we try to grow this podcast. Um, and if you wouldn't mind sharing, that would really make my day. So thank you for being here. Enjoy the podcast. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Cheers. 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 We got uh, Mito in the house, fresh off the boat. Uh, good hit, Josic, real estate agent extraordinaire, <laughs> representing luxury buildings in Queens, fresh back from Bosnia, uh, Dubai. Where else? Where else? Where else were you? Serbia, Serbia, and Serbia. Uh, so Dubai, Serbia, and Bosnia, right? All right. Yes, we sir. got luxury buildings in Queens. Uh, I wasn't aware there were any there. Uh, these are you got the graffiti house. Yes, on the morning, which is uh, professionally professional graffiti. <laughs> um, we have Andreas Bataglia here. Uh, I like the last name already. Do you like the last name already? We don't have an official introduction for you. We have to work on it. We're gonna we're gonna work on it. I call you kind of a, a bartender slash connoisseur. Uh, sommelier of of fine spirit sommelier. Yeah. Um, and of course, all the way from South Carolina, on the top of your screen, we have James the Bosnian of Boswell, uh, elite accountant, bartender, Ooh. philosopher, Ooh. professional referee. Ooh. Uh, all of the above there, multi-talented, and my name is Justin Julio. I've got a podcast, Welcome to Sip Talk, episode 46. Uh, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. These guys are smoking uh, imported cigarettes here. I'm going to go on a bit of a rant. Uh, I, James, have you seen the Bill Burr Saturday Night Live sketch yeah, last weekend? Yeah, yeah I watched it. I like Bill Burr. So it's funny because I just saw it about 10 minutes ago and he, he touched on some cancel culture shit, which is, you know, right. It's, it's, you know, a bit of a, it's a bit of an itch that I want to scratch. I think we talked about it here and there before, but the cancel culture thing kind of goes hand in hand with me with a tolerance thing and tolerance is something I feel that, doesn't get a lot of attention, and I think it needs to get more attention currently. Right now, anything that you have a problem with, anything that bothers you or makes you slightly uncomfortable, we want to make it go away. And anything that doesn't align with your thoughts or your beliefs, you want it to cancel the other person just because that other person has a different train of thought. Sure, sure. Anything that you're not in line with, yes. But also, it has to be in the vein of political correctness to be canceled or out, you know, to, to, to have the want to be able to cancel the, the opposition there. And I, I think, and I don't think I'm speaking from a, a tiny minority. I think it's maybe a growing minority. It could be an, you know, a silent majority for all, for all we know, yeah. 
of people that are getting a bit fed up with this cancel culture. Uh, I know you have these radical racists that, that want to keep these statues up in the South and things like that, that are pushing back on the cancel culture, probably not giving, you know, a good reputation for that. I don't really give a shit about, about that stuff, but, um, but maybe I occupy some of the same territory when I'm thinking somebody who does something offensive shouldn't be wiped off the map and we shouldn't ruin that person's life. But where I'm coming from is I saw, uh, James, you do a lot of Uber down there? Uber? Yeah. No, pretty rarely. The, the only times I'll take the Uber is like if I'm going to the airport or, well, dude, it's been so long since I went out to bars and, and actually had like a night out at bars. But yeah, maybe, maybe if I have a few too many in a bar, but yeah, outside of the airport, I would say that I'm in an Uber once or twice a year. Okay, uh, I'm just bringing in the Lagavulin little birthday drink. Less, less. This is a birthday special on Sip Talk, so it's not much of Lagavulin. But what, how does cancel culture have to do with Uber? So here we go. Uh, I saw I saw somebody sh- shared a screenshot that somebody else had shared, and it went along the lines of this. My friend and so I. So this is third-hand hearsay. Well, it's a screenshot of the first hand. The, the first, the first person screenshotted, and I was reading a shared screenshot. So it was, it was the words of the somebody that was the complainant. And uh, what they said was, my friend and I were in an Uber Friday or Saturday night. The Uber driver was creepy because he kept looking at us in the rearview mirror. I don't know that's necessarily creepy, but I guess it really depends on your per- perception of the driver. Either way, drivers look at you in the mirror. You and your friend probably had some drinks and you're going out somewhere, whatever. The driver dropped them off. Apparently he missed their exit, but he dropped them off. They get out of the car and the guy says, hey, real quick, and calls the one girl back to the car. Now, skeptically, she approached the car and the Uber driver said, are you girls looking to get laid tonight? And she said no and ran away. And now took the, you know, at the, when you, after you take an Uber, it says like, rate your Uber driver. Uh, and they took a screenshot of the guy, they zoomed in on the, the guy's face and name and said, there must be justice. Uh, you know, this guy, <laughs> this guy made us very uncomfortable. Um, you know, basically bring, you know, bring this, bring our story to light. And, and, you know, let's have some justice on this guy. And my thinking is, is this, we, you know, we draw this into the public eye and, you know, we get this, this guy gets kicked off the Uber force. So, it's, you know, not a great time exactly to be losing your job. It's not like he's going to, you know, maybe try to get his old job back at IBM. You know, he's already driving an Uber. Uh, you know, probably Uber is kind of, yeah, I don't know, depending on the market that you're in, but it's, it's definitely not one of the most lucrative, profitable jobs. So, so they're trying to make this guy lose his job. He's probably going to lose the car, probably going to, you know, he's driving an Uber already. He's, he's probably not got a whole bankroll saved in his, in his account. Who knows if he's going to be able to pay rent or pay a mortgage. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, you know, if you're driving Uber financially, you might be a bit precarious. And we're looking at potentially ruining this guy's life. I'm trying to look at this from all, all sides of the equation. 
Uh, or, so we ruin this guy's life and we spread the word around on social media. Or we write a one-star review and we say, driver was a schedule. What do I you agree with the chicks at this point. Uh, you agree with the chicks? Yeah, I, I do agree with the chicks at this point. And I'm going to play the devil's advocate because then again, as a society, the society that we live in, if there was a girl that was driving us and she goes like, do you guys want to get laid? As men, we'll be like, yeah, fuck yeah, sure. Right? But then again, me having a sister personally and seeing the struggle that they go through and the creeps that, that live here in New York, there are a bunch of creeps in the train, in the cab. And if you're taking a cab because you think you're going to be safe and then there's this guy, I, I'm not, I'm okay with the guy looking back and staring at it because that's the reason but why how creepy, but however, how creepy. However, as long as you cross that that barrier of like, hey guys, you guys want to get laid? That's that's the part where you like, yeah, he needs to be accountable for the things that he said. But Not how, but how accountable, but how far are we pressing this accountability? It can be one single person that can be the example for the rest of them. If you go with all of this force onto one single person, you're going to destroy that person's life, but at least the rest of them are going to be like, okay, now we have a reference of someone that misbehaved, oh, you got, you got, misbehaved and, that's you know. The, that's the minority that does that. It's not the general, it's not the general, like, there's no, there's not a, like, 99% of Uber drivers that yeah, say they were delayed as one person. Yeah, but then again, the bagger. James, James, what, James, what are your what are your thoughts? Well, but anyway, anyway, if you just say no, thank you, and if you persist, then that's another issue. But if you just say no, thank you, and walk away, then. But that's my know, thinking. No, thank you. No hard. He didn't try to rape you. You're locked in the car. Like, I mean, he did because well, the chicks run away. They were out. They were yeah, out of the car. What I mean, it's two chicks, two drunk chicks, probably. And, and when the guy, the guy, excuse me, when he said, "Excuse me, wait a second, they came back to the car, right? Yeah, because I mean, and then he asked that question. What about if they forgot their person? Well, like, just say no, thank you, and walk away. Then, if you persist doing that, then that's another issue. But it was all yeah. The, the harassment aspect would be if he was if he was more yeah. persistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with James, the first part, James. Yeah. Thoughts. First question that I have, and like this is kind of a rhetorical question, but I look at it as, what's the crime here? And I don't really see one. It like. Was the driver's behavior was the driver's behavior appropriate? No, not really. Um, but what what's the crime? What's the harm? What's the harm that he? Well, that's here? that's what I'm and, Go ahead. Okay, so I look at this as is it is it an, is it an uncomfortable situation? Is it something that somebody should have to go through? Well, no. But is this something that is damaging to you at all? Did, like no and. So if you want to communicate with Uber and leave him a bad review and say, we felt uncomfortable riding with this driver, fine. You can leave it as an internal matter for, for Uber to resolve. Well, it but also, to drag somebody, to, to, take someone's, to take someone's face and post it on social media and drag them through the mud when there's no crime committed here, there's no harm. All he did was act kind of weird and ask an inappropriate question with no action and no threat whatsoever behind it. So the part of going through life is that you're going to be in uncomfortable situations from time to time, and you have to find a way of being able to navigate through them and just kind of brush it off. But no now, there's always a limit, but, huh? No one should experience dis discomfort. It's 2020. Okay. You're not well, fat. Your clothes are too small. 
So what if it's too high? Like, oh, I feel uncomfortable. It should like not be so hot. <laughs> yeah, but again, you you have with discomfort, you have to deal with awkwardness. It's part of life, and that you there, there's a difference between bringing a matter to an employer's attention or addressing somebody on their behavior and be like, "Yo, man, that's not cool." But unless their behavior rises to some kind of actual harm or criminal behavior, then who are you in this world? Who are you to decide that you need to take somebody else and put them out on the internet and run them through the social media ringer because you were uncomfortable? What I'm saying is, is how Andreas's devil's advocacy here is that what if it gets worse, but but it's not up. Well, to that's why you address it with Uber. I'm not saying you don't address the well, behavior. I mean, it, it, I'm saying it, that there are there's a continuum of reactions that you can have here, from doing nothing, which I think we agree is wrong, to what the chicks did or further, which I'm going to say is wrong. I'm saying addressing the behavior in some way, but you have to have a mature response to this. And 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 I think taking a picture and sharing it with everybody in the world without the driver having a chance to defend themselves is an immature response. We don't even know what the conversation was out. Like, in Uber, you don't know what they were talking about. Well, and also, there's a good chance they were talking about, like, maybe yeah, going like, to a, a yeah. guy strip club or something, you know? Like, who, it doesn't who, even matter. It's but, The, the but driver has had no yeah. chance to defend himself. The yeah. driver hasn't had a chance to tell his side of the story. And there's always two sides of the story. And maybe the driver's in the wrong, and I'm not trying to defend him here. But to be able to only put out your side of the story and frame things the way that you want to and ignore the entire side that's that's potentially being harmed by you telling a story in a certain way, that's wrong. It's immature, and it shifts the balance of power to the party that is aggrieved without taking into account any of the rights of the other party for privacy and self-protection yeah i mean it the whole the whole thing just it rubbed me the wrong way because you know obviously we you're, you're potentially you're doing a lot of harm to somebody and i think that's kind of doing the most and i don't think that's i don't think it's fair to the driver uh and you know i, I think there's other channels that you can go down and do to relay your dissatisfaction with the ride. And yeah, but I mean, at least if you put this on the spotlight, the driver has a chance to actually talk back and be like, listen guys, I have, uh, I have- The driver hasn't had a recording. chance to, the driver hasn't no, had now, a chance. Now he's on the, now he's on the uh, spotlight. Whatever so, the driver has to say is not gonna affect- No, but the, this is the thing. No but whole, also, the driver, who is it? If the driver has a camera, most of them do, and I, I think it's part yeah. of the job, they have to have a camera. He can be like, okay guys, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is from when you guys sat in the car to you guys left. And he can actually look like a hero and destroy these kind of people that are bad society. That they, Just because they're women, they believe that, oh, if you looked sure. at me in a, in a way that I don't like, that's sexual harassment. You know, and it shouldn't be like that. Well, you know, who is it, James? Aziz? Azari? Aziz, yeah, so, yeah, that's exactly... I actually wanted to go exactly direction, which is... Oh, so he um, invited... Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so I'll, I'll tell the story very quickly. Okay, go ahead. He meets he meets a woman. They decide to go out on a date. They go out on a date. They go to a di- they go to dinner. They have some drinks. They un- end up back at his place. And let me pause right there. Happen- let let me pause right there. Any women who are watching this, if you go back to a guy's place, 
at 10 o'clock at night. What, what possible outcomes? And I'm not saying you're like going to get ramrodded, you know, for the next three hours. But what I'm saying is, what are your possible outcomes of going back to a guy's house at 10 o'clock at night? And you may not have to think the worst of the worst. Put yourself in that guy's shoes and think what his possible scenarios for possible outcomes are, are, are going on in his mind. The Sorry, James. <laughs> Sorry, James. Continue the story. So anyways, they end up back at his place and they're fooling around for a little bit. And at some point she says that she feels uncomfortable, at which point he immediately stops. Okay. And afterwards, so and then like, like things were probably awkward for a little bit and then she eventually leaves within a couple of days she posts a story about what happened and makes it sound like aziz was really creepy and everything else when what she was really describing was kind of an awkward and bad date where like maybe he maybe he was a little bit awkward or whatever but like if you've ever watched any of his comedy you kind of know that's his brand and like and and he and and Further to his point is as soon as she said no, as soon as she said I'm com- I'm uncomfortable or stop or anything like that, he immediately stopped. He didn't disrespect her at all. And so this was one where this this really polarized people oh, because fun. a lot of people looked at it and said, all right, I think this is going a little bit too far when a bad date can now threaten to take someone's down. And sure. other people looked at it as here's progress because people feel empowered to tell their stories regardless of what actually happened. And I, I, I land firmly on the side of like, yes, you have to do. accept that there's think- some consequences to your actions and responsibility for yourself. And then this is a particular case where he didn't do anything wrong. Whereas if you look at like a Harvey Weinstein or whatever, where he's holding people down and raping them. Yeah, no, we're not going to defend that. Yeah. Go or, to jail and spend or- the rest of your life there. Or Bill Cosby. Oh yeah, Bill Cosby's just as bad, and he, he can he can rot in jail too. But I mean, at least he gave you some pills before anything. That makes it better. Well, actually, Jim Jim Jeffries has a great routine on Bill Cosby that I don't want to steal any of his material. I recommend anybody out there watch his ten minute bit on on uh, Bill Cosby. But the point is that sure it's great that women can now tell their stories and expose the wrongdoing of people that genuinely did wrong but it can go too far where women will start to try and get out of bad decisions that they made by trying to pin it on men and like men make bad decisions women make bad decisions and so you have to look at it as what's the harm in the decision and is it something where you just say, all right, well, that, that probably wasn't the best choice, but I'm going to move on with my life versus I was really a victim here. And in Aziz Ansari's case, the only thing that she was a victim of was a bad date. And like, I don't know, I, I, I've got plenty of victims out there. If that's, if that's, if that's a threshold that you have to meet, uh, there's a long list of victims on my, on my tab. Well, well, I have a story, but I don't know if I should. What do you mean you have a story you don't know if you should tell it? Because I got accused of, 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 of rape, you know? Oh, you know? But, but it's, it, I wasn't accused by the girl. I was accused by her friends. All right, so let's, I'm, uh, you know. At least you weren't now, accused we're, by a guy. We're, we're, you know, we've lost, we've lost the linear cancel culture. Right now, we're, we're kind of going back to the sexual harassment, which yeah. has a lot more avenues, I feel like. What about, like, the, I, I, 
and I, I think that we should try and avoid talking too much about this without having some kind of female input on it, just because right. yeah. it, it's a bad look. Well, Nicole is here. Uh, Coco, who was who was on here beforehand. Uh, should, I, should I tell the, the story? Or should yeah, of I'd like I'd like to I'd like to hear the story. Okay, so I'm in Lisbon. I'm there alone. You speak up a little bit. You sounded like you said I'm a lesbian. Really? <laughs> he said he's in Lisbon. Lisbon, Lisbon, the city in Portugal, yeah, Portugal. Yeah, yeah, city yeah. Of Portugal. Ronaldo, you know, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah. Okay, so long story short. Um, I met a girl at a at a club. We go back to to to, to the hotel room. But before that, her phone keeps ringing in the car all like all the time. When we're driving up to the hotel, it keeps ringing. I like I say, pick it up, pick it up. I mean, for your friends, they're worried about you. Uh, she's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. It's okay. Went to the hotel room, got sex, of course, and then we were about to go to sleep. Got a shower. We're about to go to sleep phone keeps ringing like just answer it please answer it and she finally answers it and her friends are freaking out you know mm -hmm. i thought you got kidnapped we called the police you know where are you and she's like oh i'm at this hotel and i got so freaked out and long story short i got down to the hotel room like i walked her out to the lobby and her friends are out there and they're like freaking out again like you know they're freaking out, you know. They got one guy trying to choke me, and the girl's oh, like, "No, like, no, like nothing happened. Like yeah. we're, we're all right. It's okay." But you know, things like that. If I was famous, yeah, they would have become a, big, a much into, bigger issue. Yeah. I mean, they. Could've... I don't know why you left the hotel room, dude. What was that? Like, why, why leave the hotel room and put <laughs> yourself in a situation where you're gonna have a whole bunch of angry people around you? They're like, oh, you can go down there. But Babe, I'll be here. You know where my room is. Because I didn't do anything wrong, and I would just go down to the hotel room and go to the lobby and like, dude, like I didn't do. Yeah, but you knew that her friends were all pissed. Why? Why are you? You know, and the cops came. Cops came. They heard. No, the at this point, the girl left with her friends. She was like, "I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna go sleep." Like, all right, fine. And the just the the dude's friends were there with the cops, and the cops like, "Oh, how old is she?" Um, they were like, oh, 24. Uh, and then they asked, oh, where is she? Oh, she just left. The cops were like, oh, let's get out of here. <laughs> well, she's not pushing the chart. Yeah. First of all, like the police station was right next to the hotel. So, like, if there, if there's cameras and like, what, but what, if, if what? I was famous, that would have been like a whole, you know, TMC would have been there. Yeah. Um, so, what I want to ask is, and I'll let you share your story in a, uh, in a second, um, Andres. But for anybody who's watching this right now, as a woman, or especially as a young woman, what do you, th what, what are your expectations when a guy asks you to come home with him, or asks to go home with you? And if you're not sure what to do because that is an uncomfortable moment. You need to know that that's a very, very important moment where you need to speak up and share your discomfort if you are that uncomfortable. But I'm, yeah, I'm just, just say, I'm curious. Just say no. Let me let me hit some comments right now um, because you know because I'm curious if you're watching this right now, especially on live, 
what your thoughts are as a woman when a guy asks you to come home with him or to go home with you. Uh, I got some laughing my ass off. <laughs> Read some of the women comments. Let's see how far back. My favorite cocktail is from Margarita. <laughs> so that sounds almost like an invitation. Uh, your post sent me like his Uber driver asking and working. Uh, maybe, but we don't know. We don't know. We're just speculating here. Um, it's a bad day. Integrity. What happened to the golden rule? Flat out say no. Um, things happen sadly. But it, luckily we live in a country where, where women can speak up. You do live in a country where women can speak up. Uh, be honest. But what are your my my question is what are your expectations when a guy says my hotel's three blocks away. What you know? Why don't you come back for another drink or come visit? Well, my let me put this question to you, Justin. If, if you're out for drinks and a guy says my hotel is three blocks away, what do you do? <laughs> you the show, like, why am I why am I drinking with a guy that's invited me back to uh, in back back to his hotel? Um, but I think I think really what it comes to is you get a, a, an uncomfortable proposal, and rather than face the additional discomfort it may make you feel to make the other person even more uncomfortable. You go with the flow and find yourself in a position that is that much more uncomfortable. And now you're paralyzed in fear. Tell me about that's and, how I meet most of my friends. They go like, we meet each other, each other at a bar with random strangers, and then all of a sudden we're just so, in their house drinking and partying, and then next thing we know, we're best friends. You know, but that's. Oh, I thought you were gonna say that's how I meet most of my best friends. We're all paralyzed in fear. I don't see the parallel there. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying from a point of view of a guy, but from a point of view of a girl, this is a completely different point of view. I don't think the girl goes thinking that oh, I'm just gonna go out there and drink and. You know, or probably that's what she thinks. But as a guy, when you take a chick home, 99% of the times, what goes through your head is, I'm going to get laid tonight. Well, so sure. But here's what the women are saying. Be straight up honest. It's something you talk on a first date. I will politely say no. If I'm at his place or he's at mine, we're both on the same page at that point. Well, you're both at the same page. What? We need to be a bit more explicit about that. Uh, Miss Hothead... Um, uh, we lost connection. Miss Hothead says, obviously, he wants to hook up. Somebody up, Miss Hothead said, sexy time. Um, Valeria says, who goes on a first night overnight date? Um, is it? Well, we don't know it's on a first date. Look, it could be on a first date, it could be on a sixth date. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. But it's, it, it sounds like the general feedback here is that the women aren't stupid. Well, I, but I think some of them, I, and I don't think, I don't think the women that engage in this are stupid. I think that they're trying to not make the other person feel uncomfortable because of the additional discomfort it may cause them. Yeah, but you know, at some point, you're just going to be like, yeah, it's not something that I'm interested. In. I'm not into that. So uh, I appreciate the offer, but I'm not coming back home with you tonight. It depends a lot on the culture because Hispanic people, and I speak from the Hispanic side, he's European and he's American. So we have different, three different points of view on this aspect. Yeah. Hispanic people tend to be more warm, more open-minded and on the, uh, you know, talking to people point of view. But going home with someone on the first time you meet that person as a girl or as a chick, you're 
you think that no, that's bad. No, I have to wait. I have I, to say. I can tell things. you. I can tell you culturally. Yeah. If I was to say to someone, "Come back to my hotel," and they were American, <laughs> and they were American, they they might be like, "Oh, okay." If they were Spanish or maybe a different, a different you know, obviously gauging where, where they're from. But if they're American, they might be a bit more aloof and not entirely understand what I was suggesting. Yeah. But it was a different culture. They'd be like, no, 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 not tonight. Yeah. Or, okay, let's go. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm pretty sure that people understand the meaning of that regardless. But I, I, don't, I really but don't I, get that I, there's I, a I huge difference in culture here. But I don't think, I think, I think the culture, I think, I think somebody who was, who knew exactly what I meant explicitly, um, is, is going to say no, if they were against it. Whereas I feel like, and you know, maybe I'm speaking from experience and, you know, an American girl may be like, okay, but like kind of still feeling out the. Still uh, feeling out. Yeah, you know, but I and, think and, you're, you're talking from a point of view of an American being in America with a Hispanic girl, not as an American being in South America <laughs> or any part of Latin America and getting started from there. Because if you're Hispanic and I'm, I'm from Ecuador and I tried to take a girl out on the same day that I seriously like, no. You have to go home, meet my parents first, and whatever. That's what I told Justin. You in come South from a America, small town. <laughs> in South America, it's a lot easier to find love, but a lot harder to find sex. Unlike New York, it's a lot, a lot easier to find sex, but a lot harder to find love. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm done. It's all I got. Hold on, what, what, what's the issue here? Okay, if she goes uh, go back to the hotel or, or your own place, yeah. and, and she says no, but you still got. I don't. I don't understand. What's we're going around in circles here. Let, let's kind of move I on. Think, I think. Well, the, the female comments. We got rushed. Uh, um. All right. I'm gonna. Can, should we do? Should we request somebody to join on the on the live here, Jay? Yes, a girl. A girl. A girl sure. Yeah. If, if we can get a female to, to weigh in, that would be good. All right. Uh. Somebody. Somebody. Uh. Let me. Oh shit! I've been missing all these comments here. Um. I'm going to ask for one quick volunteer to join us in the live who's a female first volunteer. We're going to invite you on. You've got to be on video though. So you got to be prepared for that. Yeah. So we're inviting a female home with us. <laughs> I'm not at home. You, you're in your bed. You're in your bed. I know. As we can all see. <laughs> uh, somebody's got to do a request though, because I don't, I don't know how to. Uh... All right. Miss, Miss, Miss. Mish Mish Tohen? I don't know how to uh, uh, I don't know how to do it from no, this end, but I know I know ladies on your end that you can do a request. So on Instagram. Um, well, guys, we're talking about cancel culture. Well, we're not quite talking about cancel culture. Now we're talking about, yeah, about a bunch of things, and, that's and I think it goes both ways. I think I think women need to be educated as to understand what a guy is expecting, mm -hmm. and I think guys need to be educated in understanding what women. I are think expecting. both yeah. of them need to be honest with what the fuck they want. Yeah, you know, to begin with, like inviting a girl over to your place. All right. As one of the comments said, if we're on the same page, then yeah, All if right. we're on the same page as saying yes, let's do it. Fine. If yeah, but that requires communication oh, and. Yeah, you got to be right. ready. Hold up, bro. Hold up. Hold up. We got a. Uh, hello. I'm going to turn up your volume. You're not You're not fully on camera here, so I'm going to flip this around. 
So you guys are listening. You can't. You can't see. Uh, I'm sorry. Give me your. Give me your full name. Michelle. Michelle. Okay. Uh, not. Not Miss Tellhead. <laughs> so. So let me. Oh, that's the, the name would imply in the, the the screen name. But I'm glad you could join us. And where where are you calling from? You're in South Africa. Okay, so it was, you made the comment about about the the rape and the beaten. Yeah. So, so women uh, succumbing to somebody who's pretending to be an Uber driver, and the driver's taking them somewhere, and they're being beaten and raped, which. I think would increase the female paranoia. Yeah. I mean, like if I were asked as friends at night, like I would rather drive myself rather just like have one or two drinks. Well, listen, how going in Uber by myself? Okay. How is somebody pretending to be an Uber driver getting over the Uber on the app? So, so he's got a good question. So you have the Uber app. You're not talking about. Yeah, but then they hook up with people in. Oh, no, no, what she's saying is, is I could see how this could go. So they're saying there's, there's gangs and stuff, and the Uber, the Uber driver shares the info with somebody else. That person rolls up in a car, and the guy's like, oh, you're so, I don't know what he's looking for. And I'm, I'm pretty good at a similar car, but if somebody pulls off and they're like, oh, you're selling, so yeah, you're not going to be like, let me check your plate. Especially if you're drunk. Especially if you're drunk. Yeah, and, and, yeah exactly. So, uh, but, but what we really wanted to, to ask you from the female perspective, and again, I've never been to South Africa. Uh, have you, you, know, you been? <laughs> have you been a female? Uh, so, um, what I want to know is if a guy was to ask you to go home, say it's 11 o'clock at night, you've had, and we're not saying you're plastered because I think that's, I don't think anybody's making responsibility. It's one o'clock. But one o'clock? One a.m. Let's say it's, I don't know what, what people say out. So let's say it's, it's one o'clock in the morning. Somebody asks you to come home with them, go back to their hotel. What, what are your expectations of the following series of events? That they are going to want to have sex at some stage. Yes. At some stage. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, we got to move on because nobody else can see you, but because we're, we're on uh, Instagram right now. Uh, but thank you very much. Uh, love to follow follow up with you and, and bring you back in the future and yes. get another perspective. I I, well, I, we we need. Yes. No, it's obviously we're all guys. We can only speak from the perspective of guys, and we can guess what you're thinking. Yeah. And so, I, and that's why, why well, we, we can guess. We don't know what. Yeah, but right. history suggests we're pretty bad at that. Yeah, and, and as James said, history would suggest we're we're very bad at that. So. Um, so, but thank you for joining. I'm gonna I'm gonna boot you out of here. Uh, so that's another too. thing as well, and that's something that we should speak about. Over here in the U.S., it's very safe. If you do something bad, you can literally call the cops and the cops will ask you to do something for it. In South America, it works super differently. To begin with, you don't even need to have a credit card. You can pay with cash. So yeah. therefore, 
you don't have a paper trail or you don't have any you know knowledge of the person that is actually picking you up and that's the reason why there's a lot of ubers that have bad reputations in my country at least i don't know about the rest of the country but actually when i was going to brazil you're not using the uber app no you were using the uber app the uber yeah app, but then they cancel it, right it, it this is how it you're works not, in south america right now if you're america, paying in cash they're, they're paying cash they are paying cash because there's a lot of places in south america that, that they do not accept uh you know credit cards or they don't have right. credit cards by, by the so way they, by, hold on one second though thank you michelle i don't know what time it is in south africa but i imagine it's a big time difference for me no you pay cash uh, in South America, that's how it works. In Ecuador, it works like that. Dubai as well. They have yeah. Uber drivers, but if you're not ordering the app, yeah, you have to order it. But if you order through the app, it's paid through the app. All right. Connected to your credit. So I'm going to pause you yeah. guys on this. I want to talk a little more about cancel culture. Uh, the Bill Burr thing mentioned cancel. I just. I just felt like we're trying to cancel this guy's life. They can't. And make a spectacle of the original Uber driver we're talking about. I felt like we're trying to, it's, it's in line with the cancer culture. But let's, James, do you have anything else on the cancer culture uh, vein? Can we speak about uh, Louis C.K.? Rosh would like, Rosh would like to speak yeah, about Louis C.K. Really yeah. I don't think he did anything wrong. No, he de no, Louis C.K. definitely did something wrong. There's no question about that. Well, he, he, he exposed his naked fat yeah. yeah. He asked first. They said no, but you, you, here's what you're missing. You're missing something really important there. Yes, he asked, but he was in a position of power over these 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 female comedians that were he at the time he was the number one comedy act in the world, and he had these female comedians that were all looking to get better, and they knew that he had a lot of pull in the industry. Where if he says so and so is an excellent comedian, well, you should book point, her. Fuck you and your world. Will you let me finish? Fuck you. Will you let me finish? For coming to my hotel room at 1 a.m. at night because I want to get something from you. Well, hold on, Doug. No, no. Every, everything is no, an exchange. Everything's an exchange. Fuck you morals because no. I can get pulled from you. And have you, have you heard that? And then oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know the story. I don't know the story. I, I want James to. That's the story. I know this story well, and. I'm going to say that for one, he, he very much did something wrong. He had a position of power over these women where they had that the, they were under the impression. And I think rightly so that that his impression of them would have a large effect on their future career possibilities within the world of comedy. He was the number one comedy act. His word would go a very long way with anybody that ran a comedy shop or ran a tour or whatever that said, if, so and so is really good. Go ahead and book her. Or so and so is not all that funny. You should like maybe book her as a second act or whatever. So they were under this kind of impression that they needed to keep like they needed to keep a positive opinion of him, and they needed to stay in his good graces. So when he asked them to do what he was about to do, it wasn't a real choice that they felt that they had. That's it's the same reason why a CEO of a company can't date people that at his company because he has power over them if you have power like over somebody point, then the I choices they're making aren't really fully their own choices i sorry that i speak over you but harvey weinstein had that amount of power and yet a lot of celebrities went and thanked him for being who they are and then when the whole scandal happened they all bat down they were like oh, i don't know the guy he is i never seen i never talked to him you know and there are a bunch of celebrities I, that were like 
oh, thank you, Harvey Weinstein and the Weinstein Company and the Weinstein Brothers. Yeah, but, whatever. but I think I think sex is a bit of a commodity. It is. <clears throat> and, and if you are smart enough. But it shouldn't be. Well, it, it should be if you're trading it. Yeah, but... It should be if you're trading it. Let's, let's speak about the morality of these girls. Well, They came to this hotel room thinking they're going to get up ahead on comedy because they just went to his hotel room. No, I, the, I've, the thing I've is, spent a lot that's of time not necessarily that's the case. Point, if that's your I've, point. No, they, spent, they weren't. I spent a lot of time in acting circles. And everybody that I was with basically said, when you agree to go to somebody's hotel room, there's inherent risk. And, and it depends on what time. And also, did he say that... And I don't know. This is a, this is a legit question. Did they say they were raped by him, or did no, they no. say that they were put in uncomfortable positions? I'm not talking about CK. I'm talking oh, about Weinstein. They were. Oh, Weinstein. Yes, they said they were raped by him. They said they were. Weinstein, 100. They describe rape on a, on a physical level or on yes. an emotionally. No, no, no. Physical yeah. rape. Weinstein, physical I don't rape. No, I, I mean, I, I feel. I, I'm I feel telling dumb. you. I feel Weinstein dumb. was physical rape. CK was just, he was just jerking off in front of people. So, which he, is not, it's yes. not okay. I, hold on, I, at one point, yeah. as two girls, we just got up and walked the fuck away. But I'm, but I, but, but I, walk, you're, I you're missing, there. you're still missing my point, which is hold he on, had no. power over them, so they felt no, like they he, couldn't. No, he did not. No, he did not. But I, no power. But, but what, but. What power? As a, as but a, no, but they had, a, they had an amount of power to pull out their cell phone and be like, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah, this is yeah, public yeah. now. Or I'll endure it, but I, what I get in return? Hold on, at the same. No, it, again, if they if they if they say no to this, they feel that they're risking their future career opportunities because they felt that because well, they whether have they're right opportunities, or, they're risking they potential that didn't exist without them. Yeah, it so doesn't matter. Out. It's, they find it's that they felt that he had well, significant like, control I, over I, their I, opportunities. I <laughs> yeah, the thing the thing is that you have. You have to go from the beginning, from the fundamental thing. Uh, so if uh, CK tells you, hey, listen, it's 1 a.m., our show is done at 2. Yeah. Want to come to my apartment? Well, night night but here's, night hold up, hold up. Yeah. Here's... Wait, wait, wait. So you go like, hey, listen, do you want to come to my apartment? And, For you're in no. my apartment. I go like, I come out of my apartment. And okay. I ask you, hold on, you asked me first. Yeah. No, and hold then, on. No. No, guys, 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 guys. Show for a second. I want to... I want to understand putting yourself in the situation where you're at the hotel bar, mm -hmm. the hotel bar closes, and somebody's like, let's continue the conversation. Well, this was not even at the hotel bar, but you're doing another... Okay. I'm, just try I'm just trying to create a, 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 a scenario where it's okay. Well, and the, the scenario, my the thinking scenario is, was... if somebody jerks off in front of you, if, if somebody jerks off on you, you got an issue. Somebody jerks off in front of you. You just watch the show and say, "Man, I'm more of a PG-13 guy." Like, ah, uh, you know, I'm gonna go back to PG-13. I didn't know this was a rated R. Got a funny story for you. Went out, went out last. James, this, James, this, this hold up. Look here. Hear the story. Hear the story. He came bad. out. You still have to Guys, run away. I got a, I got a story. So I was, I was out with, uh, with Sauces Bacon and the family. And we were at a, a place where you've got the trampolines and it's like a kid play zone. It's called like defy, defy gravity or some shit. There's a bunch of trampolines and 
there's like, you know, you climb up, you, you, uh, there's rock climbing for the kids. And we did this thing where you battle each other with the giant Q-tip and it's an obstacle course. Either way, in the middle of the whole arena, you got to pay extra money for this. It's a VR experience. So you put the VR headsets on, they give you a gun. And now I'm looking at the screens around, around the thing. And like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I can't exactly pick up. Either way, we put the headsets on the different kids. The one kid gets uncomfortable, the headsets on his, on his face. They trade out for another kid. They put him in. And now the game starts and the kids start freaking out. Two of them are cool. One's screaming. The other one is just kind of not acting in the game, but frozen. And we go up to him and we're like, are you all right? We pull the mouth up and he's just crying. Why? He's just got tears oh, down his yeah, face. He's like and he's actually one of the older kids. Now, the one, was that, this? Like, the one that's six is just a badass, all right? And then there's another girl and another guy. And the girl's screaming and the other guy is like kind of playing, but not as well. So, um, here, here's where I'm going to go. So, so we let the kids play. We don't know what's happening. Yeah. The adults go to play, and the adults put the shit on. I put it on, and I'm like, "Holy fuck, we're in a zombie apocalypse!" And it feels like you're legit there, and there are people coming at you, like chewing on your friends, yeah. chewing on your friends. So the people that are, uh, you can open the door. So, so James, I'm watching the people that we're with getting eaten by zombies, and the zombies are like missing their arms. And it's super graphic, and it's scary as fuck. Get over here, and and I was, I was, uh, um, I was definitely terrified. And then I felt where the kids were that Not I understood where they were. Here's it's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna bring the screws. You take my seat. You just take over for a minute. Yeah, let's do this. Take over. Take over. I'm gonna trade out real quick. Adam, grab a seat. Um. I gotta run out. We got a printer repair guy here. I gotta return some screws to the repair Don't guy. Don't return the screws. You're gonna please. lose screw in your head. Hey everybody, what's going yeah. on? What are we talking about? All right. We're talking about the Louis CK situation, and I'm trying to explain to, to Andreas and Midhet of the idea that like just because you're making a choice doesn't mean that it's not affected by the power dynamic that's at play. I, I, where and so, so the, the, the really, like, we can look at it and say, was it physical rape? No. Was it something that they had to sit through that was uncomfortable? Yes. Was it wrong? Yes. Was the harm as bad as something like Harvey Weinstein or what Bill Cosby did? No. But does that mean that just because he asked them for their permission and they said yes, that it instantly makes it okay? And my answer is no, because they, they felt that yes. he had <laughs> no. You're, you're missing, you've never been in the situation, you listen, can't if, speak if, to this because you've never been in the situation where somebody else if, controls your listen, career if, future. If, if a person told me, hey, listen, you have to have sex with me and you get this million dollar listing, whoa, 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 like, whoa, come whoa. on. As an outside perspective to this conversation, and, and there, I, all I will say is there was they, were, they were subjected to something that they may not are, they may not fully understood what they were getting themselves into. And I understand on, that that's, that is, but that's super, it's super uncomfortable for them in they're the long comedians. run. They may not want to admit that at that time, but it was uncomfortable and that's totally fair. I wouldn't say that what he did would per se be on the same you know level yeah. as Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby. No, absolutely these not. Were drugging, these people were drugging women and, and taking full advantage of their entire career. You know what? I what? think that that's, that's a very, 
that's that's a very right. uh, different we, role than what Louis C.K. did, as perverted as it was, and I think it was perverted, one hundred percent. And we're not, and I'm not, I don't think anyone's making the argument that. Louis C.K. should suffer the same fate as Bill Cosby or Harvey Weinstein. The harm done between the two is incomparable. One is physical rape. The other is an uncomfortable situation. But to say okay, that Louis C.K. is 100% innocent is also wrong. Nice, nice. Come on, give me a break. Oh. Give me a break. I, I, I get that it was uncomfortable. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. Break. I'm just saying, though, that I, I feel as if, though... Uh, uncomfortable is one thing, but but being put in a position of where you're being drugged or your career is in the balance of somebody's hands. Right. But his going... career ended. Yes. Ended. Not really. He came back to the comedy show, but then he where? made super. No. Yeah. Well, 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 but then got... he made super inappropriate jokes. I think about a year ago, and but then he, he was lost super inappropriate. He's a comedian. He was super. No doubt. I'm not. But that's a different conversation. That's a totally different conversation because we can talk about how comedians are basically overrun by PC. And the two girls, really the two girls that he was with, they were comedians. Yes, they were. Right. They I don't think they were at the level of, of like a so hold on, hold on, hold on. something. But for their minds, they going into the hotel room. Oh, I cannot deny this guy because he's a famous comedian. He's going to help us out. Speaks to their fucking. But I don't state. think that that's what. They and hold say. on, the only time, the, the only time they spoke out was when the whole. Me too. Movement happened. Oh, wait, do we do we know so exactly what do we know exactly what the girls had said? That yes, were, I do. They what said was that, their exactly what I said. They said, "Oh, he asked, can I jerk off in front of you?'" And then he say anything. He pulled out his thing, and they he jerked off in front of them. At this point, you could have walked out of the room. Because there's also a process before you start shaving. Oh, there's a process of pants. You gotta do the whole fucking movement. It's the whole thing that happens. I want to get back. Yeah. So I want to get back. I want to get back. I want to get back. It was nice seeing everybody. It's Have a bullshit. good night. I want to get back in the realm of cancel culture. Uh, I'm gonna let James lead us in. Hey, uh, uh, um, I want to. I want to get a bit more on point here. James, nice, right? you never told us what you're drinking down there. Yeah. I am drinking a Modelo, and it's a chelada with mango and chili. I've tried oh, it for the first July. time. Yeah, mean? I like micheladas. I've never tried the uh, mango and chili michelada, so I don't know. It's okay. Um, a lot of flavor. It's not quite on the level of. It's not quite on the same level as uh, room temperature Milwaukee's best ice. We'll just say that. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. Um, I want to get back in the in the vein of, of the cancer culture, and I really want to touch on. Uh, just the what happened to my beer? I thought you were going to refrigerate oh, for a right. beer. Yeah, he, I asked him to grab me a beer. He just oh, got more ice cubes for himself. Did you ask that? Yeah, that's what I said. Um, but when you're when you're canceling something, you're making it go away, and something's driving you, thank you, to to want to make something go away. Um, you know, my concern is that. We don't. We haven't always reached a full consensus that something should disappear, and let you know. I'd like to kind of recap some of the things that have been canceled that cancel culture has gone after. Um, Everything. And I think the coronavirus has had a, a bit of a a play on what cancel culture has affected. Um, 
I don't know. What, what, are, what are your thoughts on straight cancel culture? It's bad for everyone. James. I'm going to kind of go back to the, the, the stance that I took the first time we really addressed this, which is that, that, that you have to separate these cultural things out into really two distinct groups. The first is going to be items that exist in the public sphere that are difficult or impossible to avoid versus items that exist in the private sphere that you actually have to seek out. So for example, if there's a stand-up comedian that you don't particularly like, well, you're, you're not being exposed to them unless you turn on the TV and find, and find them on the TV or you go on YouTube or any of these other sites to watch some of their material. So when it comes to things that exist within the private sphere, it makes no sense to try and cancel this. If you don't like somebody's act, if you don't like what they're doing, their art or their performance or anything, then, then don't watch it. Don't watch their movies. Don't watch their, their productions. Don't watch whatever they do. And that's your way of canceling them is you just don't need to watch it. And if enough people don't watch it, then they'll stop making money and then they'll cease to exist producing their things because they're not generating revenue from it. Now, on the other side, when it comes to like the cancel culture that people are complaining about when it comes to things like public statues or whatever, that's where it gets a little bit more gray because you can look at a, a statue of like a Confederate general or something. And if you're a black person in the South that has slave, like that has a history of slavery in their family where they're descended from slaves or whatever. And you look at it at a statue in the middle of a city of someone who fought against your family's rights to be able to live a free life. I think you've got a pretty good case to say that that shouldn't be in the public sphere. Now, if that's in a private museum where you have to go into a museum to see it, that's different. But if it's out in the public, there's kind of a public endorsement of that. So, so I think take, that if you take it, the giant statue of Christopher Columbus on Columbus Circle, yesterday being Columbus Day, now Indigenous People Day, which inter interesting. Uh, well, I, I don't have much of an opinion. I don't, I don't, also, I don't you don't need that. to have a strong opinion, but, but I think that there's a different, like, if you don't care, fine, whatever. But like, if you want to say, if you want to make an argument that a statue of Christopher Columbus should be taken down because of the, the atrocities he, that he committed that are well-documented, then I think there's an argument to be made that public statues of him maybe shouldn't be public statues anymore. And that there, there's a legitimate conversation to be had there and there's arguments on both sides, but it's one of those ones that we shouldn't just dismiss as cancel culture. But saying, I don't want Louis CK or Bill Burr or name another, or any other artist. I'm gonna like, any artist out there that does work that you disagree with, if it exists purely in the private sphere that you have to seek out to be exposed to, then, who are you to tell somebody well, else how theory? to or not make their living? Well, I don't like, I don't listen to it. So yeah, uh, but what if you like, what if you generally like Saturday Night Live? You turn around, somebody says something you don't And like. I don't watch that specifically. Well, then you don't watch that segment or you don't watch the show anymore. Well, what if you just watch it and you get slightly offended and then you live on no, your life? No, why would I do that? Well, that's that's what we're, that's all. But... Uh, think about Kevin Hart. He was the first black African American to post the Oscars. But then again, First yeah, you can have white African Americans. Yeah, yeah. Dave so, Matthews is a good example. Like, that being said, he said something stupid about gay people ten years ago, probably twelve years ago. 
And back then, he was a completely different human being of who he is now. He's probably, right now, he's the hottest African-American uh, comedian, you know? But back then, he wasn't the, the person that he was now. He wasn't the, the, the kind of person that wanted to be, like, you know, with the more knowledge, the more experience, the more that he's traveled, he is now. But based on what he said 10, 15 years ago against, I don't know, gay people or his son being gay and he abandoned his son, whatever, it was a fucking joke. It was a joke. Why does he have to pay for the things that he said when Sometimes. he was younger? Because when I was 15, 16, 17, I made so much fun of my own culture. And if I become, you know, someone political or someone famous, you're going to go and look back at my uh, Instagram or uh, Twitter history. You're going to be, no, well, he said that when he was 12, 13, 14, let's cancel him. He is not the, the, the person. No, I am a completely different person every year. But also, I sometimes, by the year. sometimes people say things to get a rise out of people. But also, people change. And Love just like the, just like Bill Burr said, his grandfather may say something that is so outside of what, what the times are. But the grandfather, but the grandfather, what's that? No, uh, the grandfather is in tune with times before, and times change. And you take somebody who's eighty-six years old, and you put that person in your mind where they belong as an eighty-six-year-old, not as a twenty-six-year-old, right? And the twenty-six-year-old better be—they better be, you know, in tune with what's going on. And you let the 86 year old slide because one, they yeah. you know, probably my mom, every time my mom, every time my mom tries to log into Facebook, she gets confused and just creates a new profile. Okay, not every time. And, and mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry that happened a couple of weeks ago. And really, it's your sister Denise that you got to be concerned with because she has I had to wish her happy birthday eight times because I didn't know which profile was hers. Sorry, but Mito raised his hand. He wants to say something. I raised my hand with the whole statues and things. That was a thing back in the day. If you're Christopher Columbus back in the day, you had to conquer land. Yeah. Well, you conquer the land. You conquer the land. You made people your, your slaves, the, the land that you conquered. Right, but there's a difference between even the Vikings, recognizing what happened and glorifying it. Even the sure, Vikings. but he, he himself may even have glorified, and then his followers may have continued to glorify. For 500 years. He may have glorified himself, which is very egotistical, right? But, but then again, people are going like, no, America, America had, had people in it already, and, you know, it wasn't discovered. But if you put yourself, no, no, course, you put yourself in the position of an European, of course. you know, like Christopher Columbus, like um, Ben Alcázar. No, fuck that. We got lost and discovered this land. That's not yeah. my point. They, 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 they hold up. So, they didn't know. They, for all they knew, they were. They thought that the, the world was a square. And at some point, my the point ocean. over there is be killed or, or survive, and that's it. That's how it was. So so let's say China takes over Mars. Right. And they put up a big statue of a future Chinese that's leader. Xi Jinping. And. You know, he may represent some bad shit where other people go to Mars and he blows up their space stations. Right? Culturally speaking, he blows up their space stations just because they're not Chinese. Well, that's not fair. Uh, no. That's not fair. But, a but, he's, but he's got a statue. He's got a statue for a while on Mars. It's not the exact same thing. 
it's a yeah, it obviously is. not the exact same thing. We're talking about the future on Mars. Yeah, it's, it's um, I, I just I think of my thing of cancel culture is you're basically it's it's the it's the greatest final fuck you. It's the bon voyage fuck you like you know it's you it's they want to cancel John Wayne. <laughs> well yeah and that's I, I mean I I just got a bit irritated about cancel culture and, and about about the fact that this Uber driver said something that I didn't think was that bad and now they're trying to royally fuck him. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not defending him. I'm looking at the situation from what I saw and being like, well, like I don't, I don't want to fuck this guy. Like I want to reshare this. Like I want to double fuck this guy. And, and uh, guys, this, this doesn't happen. It's only happened to the USA. Yeah, well, it is, it is, it is mostly a United States thing. Because you have, you guys have so many else. liberties and you have so many rights and all these things. You need some situation on you. Uh, a friend of mine was flying. Something bad. A friend of mine was flying recently, and uh, she's telling me about the mask policy in the plane. You don't have enough rights. And she was telling me that she had a window seat, and there was nobody in between her and the woman on the opposing aisle who also had the window seat. And she said the woman on the opposing window seat was freaking out, calling over the hostess, screaming at my friend, saying. You need to have your mask up. You need to have your mask it happens up. On the train. And then I just said to my, I said to my friend, well, did they serve snacks and drinks? And she said, yeah. So, so you could go the eight minutes where you, you consume your drink and you eat your peanuts with no mask on. But then this woman instantly assumes that she can be the police of the plane. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know if you heard what happened yesterday with the World Health Organization that they say, listen, uh, quarantine is the worst thing that, you know, it's even worse at this point of what was actually supposed to be. And at the beginning, they were like, no, quarantine is the thing to do. And now they're contradicting themselves. Well, and you're like, well, so. No, no, I might you might want to do some research on this one. I'm not sure that you're getting all the facts right I, on that. I, I, I agree with you. Well, I think, well, I think but there's... the law is even if I get tested tomorrow yeah. and I'm negative, Hey Doria, I still have to quarantine. Why? Let us not let's not hypothesize on any shit that we don't know about. No, no, because I I've I've traveled to Serbia. Well, he just got back. He traveled across Europe and Eastern Eastern Europe. There's nobody. There's no like you need to quarantine for 14 days. If you're negative, you're negative. Yeah, but again, that's that's just what New York. That's the rule that New York has. Like, there's no arguing against it. Like, we can say whether or not it makes sense, but it is what it is. No, but if you're going to voluntarily go somewhere, you abide by their you abide by their laws. But what I was saying is that, in terms of this cancel, the cancel culture, where this woman on a plane decides she's going to police the plane, I think is a bit extreme. And I can understand if she if she buzzed if she buzzed you know the hostess and she said hey there's a woman over there and she makes me uncomfortable and then, and then the plane and then the plane said hey lady you've got to put your mask on but she didn't do that she shouted and screamed and made a scene so so let me circle back to my my initial comment about the Uber driver which I think applies equally here and I think is just kind of a good rule in general which is. What's the mature response? What's the mature response to handle the situation? Just is it shouting and causing a scene on the airplane? No. Hold up. James, guys. Calm down. 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 Calm down
causing a scene, shouting, screaming, or yeah, is that is that the mature response? No. no how how how? What's the mature response to a situation? Well, just ask yourself that question in yeah. any situation, and you'll probably if you don't get the answer right, you'll be damn close. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna defer to the Brits on this one and say that the way that they deal with things it was horrible is much, in is, every single country no, there's but, no one single country that you can tell me listen they did a good job on it no but but the british culture is not is not about to make a scene they're going to be much more quiet yeah. there's you know a british they're person isn't going to freak out and scream across they're going to say ding that, excuse me and they're not going to say it so the person across the hallway knows uh, if you don't mind, this person makes me feel uncomfortable, and I'm a bit worried. They can say under the breath, they don't want to be heard, and they don't want to cause a scene. And it's about, but but here, somebody's going to stand up, and they want to be the police of the plane. Yeah, the hero of the whatever. Yeah. And, uh, so we we keep on coming back to my idea then, which is, what's the mature response? The mature, well, I think I think the mature response is. To take care of yourself. If you have a mask, if you have a mask on, yeah, I think chill the fuck out is really the biggest. Chill the fuck out. But if you have a mask on, you mask up. Put the mask on and you know, listen. No, no, don't put the. Hold on, listen. Don't put the mask. My 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 plane was packed. Yeah. When where was lunch time? Where was dinner time? Everybody took their mask off, and this happened for like fifteen minutes. And And that's to say, science to say, like after fifteen minutes, it's you know, it's everywhere. So it defies what the the fuck. Well, I mean, it'd be like it'd be like taking a condom off halfway through fucking. Well, you know, I'm just you know. And let me put it back on again because I feel like I'm cut. It's just. It's yeah, exactly. The the way that this pandemic was handled was super bad. Now, there's gonna be a second wave. Hold on, was it ever we we need to we need to we need to be really aware about the fact that how many people are dying from it and how many people are actually getting over you know for for the second wave. With that being said, I just think people that are that have compromised immune systems or other people that are the one the ones that are literally in the most dangerous part of this thing, they should be quarantined. Yeah, they should be held by the government. They should be getting, you know, stimulus packages and whatever. But the rest of us, the ones that are, I don't know, from the time that you were born to, I don't know, 50, 60 years old, go out there and, you know. All right. So I'm going to reel this in a little bit. Um, James, I think maybe you and I talk uh, next week about a little bit more of the cancer. It's Justin's birthday, by the way. It's Justin's birthday. Everyone out there, it's Justin's birthday. Well, this is the birthday. Yeah, like this. We'll, we'll call this a little birthday. Yeah, because uh, it's it's unfortunately, we missed birthday. we missed uh, we missed James' birthday. And not only is it my birthday, but we have Mito. It's his first day back in the country. Well, he arrived yesterday, right? Yeah, yes. Doing a great job quarantining, by the way. Surprise! Thank well, you very much. They do not. Tell they you have proof now. They have proof, man. They didn't okay. just tell you, listen, just go there and quarantine. Why did I? I just thought of this right now. Because <laughs> my friend, my friend came from Ecuador, one of the countries that got hit with coronavirus, like a motherfucker. And they were like, "Oh, where are you coming from? From Ecuador? Okay, just go into your hotel and you know quarantine and whatever. There's no strict rules. Dude, There's got- nothing that can." I got negative Put twice. You in a bubble? I can go on a test right now. I get negative. No, he, he, did, he said he did. Yeah. I'm, 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 that's fine. 
I really hope he doesn't shut down our fucking company. So that would be. Listen, that'd be, I feel great. You, you so did Trump, but yeah, I feel fantastic. My immune system is better than ever. I can go kiss anyone. So, so James, you and I may talk a little more about the cancer culture more, but it's nice to have uh, some other perspectives here. Yeah, we just still need a we need a regular female perspective. I wish they called uh, tuned in a little longer. But we, we, we just need Tiana T or uh, no, that's not so. Gonna wrap up. Um, I appreciate you guys Sorry. for joining. We got uh, we got Doria, we got Rosh. Uh, Doria, thank you very much. Doria, uh, just the bottle over here. Um, happy bloody birthday from Great Britain. Thank you, Rosh. Sorry. Uh, candles, candles, lots of candles. Um, no, Rosh, uh, Rosh hopefully shows up tomorrow. Uh, so I'm gonna. Uh, if you guys are live, the new citizens of the United States. You guys are live. Stick around, James. James, stick around for a little bit. All right. But I'm going to call it right now. Thank you for joining us at the uh, 7:45 mark, about an hour 15. Which thank you for joining. Check the links out below because we got uh, James Bar link. James is working on some credited hours for uh, all the hours he put in a sip talk to make some money back. <laughs> Barsupply.com barsupply.com link is in the YouTube. We'll have to at some point once I'm actually in New York City, we'll have to do the uh the the cocktail lessons. No, I think and, and a, really so yeah we'll, we'll hit the cocktail lessons but hit barsupply.com check the link in the bio look at it uh, all all the uh, all the supplies I have at home for mixing drinks and stuff are bought from barsupply.com they're great. Oh like, yeah James big bar supply guy uh, if you're looking for free money or free stocks, check out the links below. Um, but that's it for joining us. See you soon. There you have it. That's it. That's all we got to say about cancel culture today. I feel like we could have discussed cancel culture a little bit more, but uh, hopefully we will do so in a, subs- a subsequent podcast. Uh, but I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this episode. So from the comments, see you soon. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.